Hello, this is Peter Woolfolk, producer and host of the Public Relations Review podcast. When I conceived this program, my idea was to provide public relations practitioners with a wide variety of solid, useful information and guidance from public relations professionals across America. And we are doing that. I will continue to cover important topics such as crisis communications and artificial intelligence and other such important topics. But I will also address other issues such as diversity in public relations, marketing to women, public relations trends, various data concerns, and much more. From time to time, I will also invite vendors of public relations products on to help you better understand how these products can improve your efficiency and your effectiveness. You will learn a lot from our podcast, so thank you for listening, and please inform your colleagues about the Public Relations Review podcast and continue listening. Thank you so very much. Welcome. This is the Public Relations Review podcast, a program to discuss the many facets of public relations with seasoned professionals educators, authors, and others. Now, here is your host, Peter Woolfolk. Welcome to another episode of the Public Relations Review. As PR professionals, we do not often see many articles or other narratives about the benefits of public relations, community outreach techniques, and media relations, and how media relations connects to these areas. Joining us from, the, from Hunt Valley, Maryland, is my guest today, Jennifer McGinley. She is the CEO of JLM Strategic Communications, which she founded in October 2017. She specializes in media relations, community outreach, small business, and other areas. Prior to joining her company, Jennifer worked in the healthcare industry in the Philadelphia area before moving to Baltimore, where she worked at the University of Maryland School of Medicine and the School of Pharmacy and Public Affairs, Development, and Alumni Relations. Jennifer helps high-level professionals and organizations amplify their brand and increase connections, visibility, and credibility through strategic public relations campaigns. Listening is Jennifer's superpower. Today, however, she will give us her insights on the benefits of public relations, community outreach, and media relations. So, Jennifer, welcome to the Public Relations Review. Thank you so much, Peter. I'm thrilled to be here and really honored. Well, great. Um, I was thrilled to do this today, and your background blew me away as well, and I just um, feel very grateful to be here. Thank you. Well, I tell you what, so let's begin with you providing your insights on the benefits of public relations and its connections to community outreach and media relations. Absolutely. Um, In my opinion, I think we as a society have a responsibility to give back and serve others. Um, I think leaders of all organizations need to be visible by the audience, you know, really for the audience that they want to serve. Um, You know, this can be live events at community-based events or digital events, but whether you're a for-profit or a non-profit, you know, the desire to serve others should always be there. And my experience with public relations during my career has really been with non-profits um, in healthcare as well as higher education. And the way I suggest now as a business owner is really the same, the same protocol I did when I worked inside um, an organization, the public relations or public affairs department. But, you know, it's all about 
building relationships, increasing your reach or your visibility and credibility through public relations programs and having an event. You know, public, uh, public relations means event planning as well. And a lot of times the media loves to cover an event, um, especially if it's for children or for a health concern perhaps. That is really all about education. And that is my favorite type of uh, event to publicize or organization. If it's a nonprofit organization that specializes in health concerns such as mental health, uh, that's really one of my sweet spots. Um, it's very easy for me to get media coverage or earned media for that type of an organization. Do you, when dealing with your clients, help them understand the need for a good public relations program and the fact that they're doing something in and of itself may not be enough for um, a publicity uh, activity, but maybe you'll have to build some things around it so that it becomes what I call media worthy? Yes, absolutely. And I've, I've started with people that have never done PR before. They're either a startup. In fact, I've just been on um, the board of Believe Big. Um, it's within cancer. Um, the field of cancer and medical research, and they have never used a public relations um, expert before or PR counsel. So I am so grateful and honored. And it is, it's starting from the ground up to educate organizations and individuals on the value of PR. Um, you know, PR is just not media interviews, but to me, um, earned media interviews is the most cost-effective way for a nonprofit in this case to spread awareness, increase their connections, increase the, their visibility and awareness to the community that they want to serve, um, and also increase their credibility level. Once they can prove with an article or perhaps a TV interview that they are worthy in the turn, you know, really in the face of um, or in the view a media outlet, there are more opportunities, whether they need a grant, whether they need to do philanthropy, which all nonprofits need to do, and hospitals and other healthcare entities as well. If you are nowhere to be found, even social media as well, if you don't have any social media platforms that you're on, nobody has seen you, you don't have a website or any of those um, tangible items, it's very hard to be seen as a credible source or a credible organization. Mm -hmm. So you really have to start from the ground up with, you know, education internally within an organization on the importance, like you said, or value of public relations and all the entities that go in, in with that. It's communication. It's really starting with the who, what, where, when, and why your mission, um, you know, what is your purpose? What is your why, I always say. And also communicating that effectively with everyone in the organization, whether it's, you know, the employees, your volunteers, your trustees, the board, everybody that comes in contact internally. And then you take that refined message and you spread it publicly and to the communities, like I said, that you want to serve well a couple of things one uh, you probably also let them know 
that the public has more credibility or believes more in an article that has been published as compared to some advertising that has been bought. And two, that your um, uh, public relations is, is everything. You know, it's how the people answer the telephone, how they're handled when they're spoken to. Uh, all of those things go into helping develop a perception of your organization and therein how people will, will treat you as a result. Absolutely. Those are great details. And it is, I mean, I actually, a colleague of mine posted something about public relations is everything you do and say. Mm -hmm. And I was talking on a panel last week here in Baltimore um, to educate this, this group on PR. And really, you walk out of your house now, you go on social media. If you're presenting yourself with the organization, you know, with whom you're employed with, that. Everything you do and everything you say is almost like going on stage. You are now that, you know, a part of that team, a part of that um, that group that is now presenting themselves to the public. So you need to be careful. Uh, and I think because we're so such a digital world now, it can have a greater impact in a positive or a negative way, too. So how have... Um those for the first time who have be, uh, gotten in, gotten involved with the PR campaign, how have they accepted it? Um, well, I would say what, two of my clients when I first started my business did so well, and I knew they would because I valued them so much. The work that they were doing to help their community was just so aligned with my values on how I want to run a business that I was able to land on several TV spots um, and also breaking news um, with one of my clients that she was able to provide expert opinion or an expert quote. Um, and then as we moved into uh, Mental Health Month last October, I was able to garner her or um, attain a live, uh, live TV coverage for her on a morning program. So. A lot of preparation went into that because we started working with this one particular client. We started working in May or June, and so I had to lay the groundwork and education and, you know, writing a bio for her. That's usually what I do to really immerse myself in that brain or the work of that organization so that I can really use my listening skills and pick up all those finer details about that organization or that individual's goals and where they want to take their business and how they want to serve their community. So once I delve deep into the psyche of that person or organization, write a really good in-depth bio, then I start building, you know, taking my relationships and really spreading, you know, spreading awareness saying this is my new client, this is the amazing work they're doing um, as things start to bubble within the, the media or trends uh, and also searching for creative ways to build awareness or get a regarder, I should say, a media placement. Um, that's really how it starts. And it's just this, it's, it's really, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's very, can be very slow sometimes mm -hmm. unless you know, I hit the jackpot with something hot or breaking news, but the basic really core is educating, like you said, educating that client or organization on 
the importance and also the protocol and procedures that are a part of public relations. That it's you, it's really a collaborative effort. It's not me doing all the work. It takes a commitment and some uh, courage from that individual organization as well because they need to get out. They need to do speaking engagements. They need to go to networking events. They need to have really, um, really good social media outlets. They need to have a really solid, up-to-date website so that all of our messaging and branding and everything is completely aligned and um, fits perfectly within you know the PR campaign or PR program that we're going to start. So there's a lot of homework to be done ahead of time. I also need to make sure I am taking on a client that I can help. You know, not everything is perfect. I, I can't hit it out of the water or hit it out of the park every time, but I try very methodically to see ahead to the future um, and think outside the box um, and, and get creative. Uh, because of my background in nonprofits, you know, our budgets were small to none. So I was always really good at um, being creative and um, working with a shoestring budget, so to speak. Well, I think you've touched on several things. One, uh, I listened to you when you talked about preparing the bio for a person. One of the things that I do and obviously others do is also begin to set that particular person up as an expert on this particular issue so that the media will call on them. Because having worked in this area, you'll find that a lot of times the media doesn't want to go tracking down somebody new. They want to have somebody that they know is reliable that they can call on to answer questions on this particular topic. And uh, it works well for them because now all of a sudden the, the story might not always be about them, but at least they're in the story. Exactly. That's like a good trend piece. And I know when I worked in Philadelphia and even here too with crisis situations, uh, I had already built relationships ahead of time so that when a crisis struck, they would come to me. They knew I could provide timely information and an expert right when they needed it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, public relations is all about building relationships, your own credibility level, and having an authority, being the authority on a particular topic. And and that's exactly what I do for my clients, building those connections, increasing the visibility, which all comes to a point and you have increased credibility level as well. Well, and adding to that, that credibility is also enhanced once they, a reporter understands that I know when I call this person, I'm going to get a good, solid response from them. But the person has to also understand that they have to be there so that they can respond to the reporter. Yeah, time, being timely is huge, and that's one of um, the things I uh, really care so much about, that when I am called and it's a crisis situation, within 30 minutes, I either try to track somebody down or get back to them and say, listen, I'm totally on it. I'm going to see which of my experts I can I can get for you right away. And, you know, and that's all when I would start with an organization. It's doing media training and getting, mm-hmm. getting the staff or the docs that I was working with at the time on board, um, kind of breaking, breaking the mystique behind media relations and working with journalists and feeling comfortable. So I would bring in a producer or, you know, an anchor person from um, a news outlet and have them sit down and talk 
so that my credibility was also enhanced <laughs> um, because they could hear the other side talking, saying, you know, when there's breaking news, we want to call on you, so we want you to be prepared ahead of time so you know how to speak properly on camera, and, you know, Jennifer will give you talking points, and you'll have statistics ready to go, mm-hmm. and have a really wonderful collaboration between the news outlet, my source, or, you know, my um, staff person, and me, and, and really... It is. It's all about the relationship building and the collaborative effort and the time that people don't see when, oh, well, I got my client on 7.15 this morning, um, you know, peak news time. But behind the scenes, there's so much preparation and it's so worth it to be prepared all the time. You know, I prepare for interviews. Even today, I prepared to get on the phone with you so I could speak effectively to help your audience. And that's what I tell my clients too, which you mentioned a moment ago. It's not about me or my client. It's about serving others and providing valuable content and information for that particular audience. And I try all the time when I'm educating people that you know really know nothing about PR that it's not about you. It's really about serving others and helping others. In particularly in dealing with uh, nonprofits and small organizations, or maybe even uh, small small companies, uh, community outreach. How that benefits them from uh, from a public relations point of view. How they can let people know what they do can benefit the community at large. Exactly, especially with um, you know a big company if they are a corporation, so to speak. Most of them now know about um, you know the importance of giving back and helping others so that if they pick a charity to work with that aligns beautifully with their mission and their purpose then they host an event to raise money for that particular chosen nonprofit that's when everything gels and you've taken a for-profit that is now now helping a nonprofit organization to rise and help others as well mm-hmm. and I think you know, all leaders need, like I said, need to be out front. They need to be representing their organization. And I know some CEOs are very uncomfortable. Then if that is truly the case, then you need to educate somebody else to step in and be the face of that company and also, um, you know, set forth a very good positive strategy for helping um, the community. And, you know, when I worked at um, the healthcare organizations and higher education um, organizations too, we would do campaigns, but we would start with an event. So, you know, one community hospital, we hosted a baby shower. And the purpose of that was we wanted to help these low-income women in this community, the surrounding area of this hospital, learn about the importance of prenatal health care. And we got a full-page ad in the, in the local newspaper, which just, you know, increased the education from prenatal health care, mm-hmm. increased the visibility for the amazing work that the docs and the nurses and everybody at this community hospital were doing. And again, it provided that ed- educational component for the public overall. Um, another example was one of my favorites. Um, we hosted a happy and healthy mind art um, contest for Philadelphia City Schools and the sponsor was the hospital where a behavioral health um, hospital where I was working 
And that was absolutely one of the most amazing experiences for me from the ground up to, to get a group of people from the city to come up with an idea, come up with a theme, and to educate young children on the importance of being you know, healthy mentally. Uh, that was such just such a fulfilling and inspiring event and we did garner lots of media attention in fact we ended up doing a traveling art show for the next several months around the Philadelphia area so that you know the hospital where he's working at the time just you know we were able to get their experts to talk about the importance of a healthy and happy mind you know starting from adolescent on up um and it just, it was that perfect event that my CEO was thrilled. We, we collaborated with, you know, the city mayor's office. Um, we had a, an art component, which is so important. Um, the hospital where I worked did art therapy and horticultural therapy. So we were able to incorporate all of the important components of education, awareness, and visibility. On occasion, what I have done with some of my clients is that uh, when there's an opportunity for them to come testify before the city council, for instance, uh, in, in an area that they are specialized in, that the city council can now hear from that organization how their money was spent. The other side benefit to that is mostly all city council meetings are covered by the media. So now you're getting a two for it. Not only does the city council hear about your benefits, but also media people in media relations can also, uh, or representatives of the media can also hear what you have been doing. Wonderful. I absolutely love that. That's a fantastic uh, opportunity, definitely. So now uh, you also deal with small businesses. Do you find that uh, obviously some of your same techniques uh, can carry over or do small businesses have a different need than let's say a small organization, nonprofit organization? No, you're right. I think it depends on their goals. Uh, I did have one woman that she was kind of, we called it the three-pronged approach. She had a for-profit. She had an organization. It wasn't a non-profit, but she was going to give her time to help others, but it wasn't technically a non-profit. And then I was going to represent her as well. So I would use the same approach, and I think when I'm pitching to the media, my premise is it's really about educating their audience and serving their audience by giving them some valuable nugget of information. Um, so if I come at it at that angle, with that educational angle, that is a lot more helpful than and I haven't sold products. I haven't done like a, a product launch before. Mm-hmm. So I don't have expertise in that. For those, let me also say this now, for those, let's say maybe young people who might be considering a career in public relations, how would you advise them to um, one, go about getting in and two, the benefits that they can accrue from becoming a public relations practitioner? You definitely work on verbal, written communication. Uh, experience everything while you're in college, including internships. I had the great fortune of working for an anchor woman in Philadelphia in the newsroom for a semester, as well as an amazing producer 
um, at a video like video production company too. So I did two internships. I studied abroad in Europe and did some teaching. So anything that gives you the opportunity to really hone and hone your communication skills, your written skills, you know, whether it's doing a little bit of acting or role playing so that you're comfortable with public speaking, uh, really great, um, you know, phone skills, whether it's customer service work or, you know, HR work is, is good too. Anything that really increases that communication, communications tools overall. And just experience everything you can because that's really what public relations about. If you're a really good listener, a very good speaker, you're great at building connections and networking. To me, that is what makes a really good um, public relations pro. The other, the flip side of it is if you're not outgoing or you're not comfortable with being out in the public, public relations loves that personality as well, that somebody really gets, you know, can dig deep into data and right now it's about SEO and algorithms that there's a place for, for every type of brain, I think, within public relations because there's so much to it. Well, Jennifer, thank you so very, very much. It has been delightful to talk to you and, uh, you know, having a chance to uh, be exposed to your experiences and wisdom. And uh, for my listeners, again, my guest today was Jennifer McKinley. She is the CEO of JLM Strategic Communications, uh, headquartered in Hunt Valley, Maryland. And again, to my listeners, thank you for listening. And please join us for the next edition of the Public Relations Review Podcast. This podcast is produced by Communication Strategies an award-winning public relations and public affairs firm headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us.